Let's see who had their Wheaties this morning, gentlemen. Starting off last week out at Mirfield at the Memorial, John Rahm's ball did move on 16, but was it a penalty or no penalty in your opinion? Of course it was a penalty because he shot 11 under, but all of a sudden when they posted the score, he was 9 under. So, yes, <laughs> it was a two-shot penalty. The ball did move. The ball You did not need a camera, a, you know, a special camera to see it move. It moved. Yeah, but did you see it move if they weren't focused in on it on TV? Nobody would have seen that ball move. John Rahm didn't see it move. His caddy didn't see it move. Nobody saw it move. We only saw it because the, the TV... High definition was in close, and you saw that thing drop, I don't even know, a 32nd of an inch or something minute when he when he grounded the club So you're it. saying it should not be a penalty. Well, no. It, in the rules of golf, it is a penalty. Right. But by the rules that they are supposed to be abiding by. No television. And no, television no high definition. No right. television. No high right. definition. Slow-mo. Creating a penalty. Then, no, he shouldn't have been penalized. And, and, and this is the thing that gets me. It happened on 16. When did John Rahm find out he was getting a penalty? When Amanda Balionis yeah. interviewed him which, after which, the and, round. And he looked, he freaked out. I mean, his facial expression was incredible. So, like, what? You know, if, if, if it happened and you know it, you need to get an official out there and say, we're penalizing you immediately. Right. You know, whether it's in the middle of 17 fairway or whatever it is, because now you've impacted the tournament. If you're protecting the field, right. protect the field. Right. Because now his lead is down. And he's got two yeah, difficult and, holes I mean, to play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that can change so, everything. I have a problem with it all across the board. Yeah, okay. You know, uh, you know that's good. And it's, I, do you consider it a slippery slope where viewers might now be texting in, tweeting well, in, well, they, all they, that? They've they eliminated They always that. do, but yeah, they've right. eliminated that, and but apparently not because if an official sees it on TV, he can go make uh, it. Yeah. Again, your rule should be your rule. Again, we go back to the problem with golf is that it's not black and white. It's all gray, and that's the biggest problem. Tiger and Brooks played three rounds together last week at Muirfield. Who are you more concerned about going forward this season? Well, after yesterday's performance by Brooks, I'm a little bit concerned about him. I, actually, I'm concerned about both of them because Tiger didn't make the cut last week. So, I mean, you got two guys going to the PGA that I don't know, man. <laughs> well, they made the cut uh, last week. At Muirfield. Yeah. Barely. Barely. Remember? Barely. That's right. Okay. Was, well, I'm thinking of the, I don't know what Brooks I was Brooks missed the cut yesterday. That's yeah. what you're thinking. Tossed a putter. Missed a three-footer. I don't know, but I don't. But maybe Brooks really can just amp it up for the PGA and the U.S. Open. I don't know. Well, I, I'm I'm going to say Brooks because the knee, the mm-hmm. knee MRI that they had in between events at Muirfield showed that he's still not progressing since the latest of injuries. So that's what's concerning to me. It is encouraging to me from a Brooks standpoint that hearing yesterday that he's not happy, that he's busting his butt and it's not coming together. But for your sake, Maddie, and mine, because, I mean, I'm a Brooks fan, yeah. um, he's hitting his irons really well, according to uh, whichever Harmon coaches him. It's not uh, It's not. I think Bush. it's Claude. It's one of those guys. Yeah. He's hitting his irons really well. So if we can just figure out the tee shots a little bit better, then I think we're in business, and I think it all comes together. So you're waiting for it to happen. I mean, look at Dustin Johnson. He went win, 
And then his last three rounds since the win have been 80, 80, 78. Yeah. Sounds like me. So I'm more concerned still about Brooks than Tiger. Okay. Claude Harmon, by the way, is the coach. Good call. What did we learn from back-to-back weeks out at Mirfield? A unique experience for sure. What what amazed me was how they can manipulate a golf course to, to, to be totally different than the week prior. You know, the week prior it was soft. Obviously, they got rain. It was soft. Uh, you know the the greens were slower, and and they were they were saying on the broadcast that next week it'll be different. But the difference was a stark difference. Uh, that golf course played incredibly hard, and I you know I don't think they even needed to manipulate it that much. So, yeah. Well, what it shows me, and Ernie Ells actually said it about rough and it was funny i saw perky and hawkins did a debate on it and hawkins said he well i don't like to have that much rough i'm not a hawkins fan anyway um but yeah we need some rough i mean every week do we need five inches of rough on the pga tour no but two and a half's not cutting it Uh, no you're right at three or four depending on the type of rough i mean obviously you get some of these grass like the kikiu grass that you get out west i mean it's so wiry that you don't want five inches of that but three three and a half of that i mean we need to start making it harder um and somebody was talking about well at 280 yards maybe you have a fairway that's x number of yards wide Mm -hmm. and then you have a three inch rough and then at 310 yards you have a fairway that's a little more narrow and it's the the rough is x plus you know it's three and a half or four inches high and then at 340 yards the fairway is really narrow and you have a rough that's five inches tall well no because i don't agree with that that really is manipulation that's (laughs) that's going too far how about you just have five inches of rough everywhere i mean if you're going to do it do it right do it for everybody don't penalize the long hitter for hitting it seven yards offline when you're going to pe- not penalize the shorter hitter for right. hitting it seven yards yeah. off. If you hit it seven yards offline, the penalty should be the same. Right. Golf Channel aired the Open for the Ages last week, a <laughs> compilation of British Open performances over the years. What did you think of that broadcast? I didn't see the broadcast. Um, I've talked to Mark about it. Uh, obviously, uh, it, it was it was cool, but I think I don't think they got it right according to, to what I've heard. <laughs> I mean, Tiger Woods is not going to bogey, bogey the Yeah, Tiger had a one-shot on. lead going down 16. Jack birdied 16. Tiger bogeyed 17. And then they both supposedly hit. I mean, Tiger left himself. He laid back a little bit and left himself 100 yards into the 18th of St. Andrews. Jack bombed it down there, and he hit some kind of like eight-iron run shot. Neither one of them got it within 40 feet of the hole. Right. The two greatest players of all time, and you're telling me on the 18th hole of a major championship. From that 100 yards out? When it's, when it's yeah. a, a one-shot lead, that neither one of them are going to get it within 40 feet of the hole. Um, so I didn't get that piece of it. But I I don't think they gave – I think they gave too much props to some people to make you watch, like Rory uh, and Spieth. And daily, I think they gave them too much credit who were all one-time winners. Right. I don't think they gave enough credit to people who won it multiple times and guys who consistently compete. Greg Norman. About Peter Thompson? Six times, well, you know? It depended on the the year, but like like Greg Norman won twice. Right. But how many times was he in the hunt there? A lot. Yeah. You know, they gave That's Freddie because Couples. Because he was the greatest driver of the golf ball maybe ever as far as Freddie Couples was right. on the leaderboard and he never came close to winning one. Yeah. Maybe once, right? right? That's right. 
you know, Tom Watson won five. How he, he didn't win one at, at St. Andrews, but you're you're not saying it's the greatest St. Andrews Open of all time. It's the greatest That's Open right. of all time. So, you know, T- Tiger Jack won three each. Seve won three. There's your top three. Faldo won three, and and they all, and Jack and Tiger won two. So I guess if you're saying purely the course, mm-hmm. then then it was right, and it should have been a playoff between J- Tiger and Jack yeah. because they both won two. So I don't, it was weird, but who knows? Whatever. If, if that's what you want to watch, go watch it. was watch also it. broadcast on the weekend of the of the memorial, so I'm wondering why. Well, it was the weekend that it was supposed to be the Open. <laughs> that's why Nicholas It was won. the weekend it was supposed to be the <laughs> Open. Yeah. Two weeks until the PGA Championship. First major this year. Give me two of your early favorites and give me uh, one outside of the top 50 official world golf rankings i I gave this a lot of thought justin thomas is is one i'm going across the pond with tommy fleetwood Ooh, yes sir hey i got a question about tommy fleetwood when you you watch tommy fleetwood on tv how tall do you think he is he's about five eight five nine he he looks a lot taller on tv Uh he's got like the greg norman disease to me on tv (laughs) like like greg norman always on tv because he had such broad shoulders and he looked like he was like six foot two, like a linebacker. Yeah. And then you see him in person, you're like, my God, he's a little he's, dude. He's like 5'11. Yeah. Tommy yeah. Fleetwood's like 5'7, maybe. Yeah, maybe. yeah it's 5'11, actually, according to Wikipedia, which is always right. Tommy Fleetwood. <laughs> really? Well, I'm a, my, He's my height? Come on. Well, so, do you want to know my player outside yes. of the top 50? I mean, I was rudely interrupted there. Um, I'm going with number 51, Brendan Todd, who's had a crazy good year so far. You know, maybe, but uh, I don't think anybody from – I don't know. All right, so I'm going, of the top 50, I don't I'm know. going with the two hottest players in the world. Okay. Um, and, and, and they're two of the top four points getters in 2020, in, according to OWGR, and that is Webb Simpson and Colin Morikawa. I'm also going to go a little bit further down the list than you, and I'm going to go with uh, the youngin. Joaquin Ooh. Neiman. Joaquin. It's Joaquin. I know, Mark. but I like saying Joaquin. 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 Joaquin Neiman. Joaquin Neiman. So anyway, that's it. Uh, questions today brought to you by Caledonia and True Blue. Golf experience top 100 golf at Caledonia and True Blue this summer in Myrtle Beach. Play both with the summer two-play special. Book your tee time today at truebluegolf.com. Coming up next, Bill Bender of the Sporting News. Mark Greenhouse, Matt Blanchard, Liberty Bill. You're listening to the Golf Shop Radio Network. 